You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of buildingboys.net and Janet Allison of boysalive.com. We made it exactly four days into the school year before I got my first email from a teacher. As you know, I've had kids in school for a lot of years now. I still think this one might be some kind of a record, Janet. Four days. That's pretty fast, Jen. What happened? Four days. When you get an email from the art teacher who your son has had issues with in the past, and the subject line is, Sam in art today, you can be pretty sure that it's not telling you what a creative genius he is. And Mm -hmm. I was right. It was not one of those, hey, your son is a great person. Here's why I love having him in class. Uh Uh-oh. Here's an excerpt of the email I got. And first of all, she tells me that she tried calling me on the phone. And I actually just did listen to this message. She called me because she was keeping Sam after school and she was going to hand the phone to Sam and have him tell me himself what happened. Was I working and I didn't answer the phone? I really don't know. So I got the email. The email says, today, Sam, along with many others, was very disruptive by talking, laughing, blurting out, and trying to gain peer attention while I was trying to give instructions at the beginning of class. The whole class was given a reminder of my expectations, and Sam was given a personal reminder in addition to that. The disruption continued. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Then Sam took his scissors out of his box and began to open and close them. Oh, no. At that point, I asked him to leave the room. I told him he needed to go to the office, but he refused. When the class left, Sam and I discussed his behavior. Sam shared some of his feelings about not feeling mutual respect. I appreciate his openness and will reflect on what he shared. Because Sam was disrespectful, unsafe, and noncompliant, I am writing a major referral for this incident. So, oh, 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 there's so much there. So much there. So I'm sharing this because, first of all, I want other parents to know you are not the only one getting emails from school. I am getting emails from school. I'm getting phone calls from school. And even though I have been raising boys for 20 plus years now, I still feel like I don't really know how to respond to these things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because part of me is like, okay, thank you for letting me know. And another part of me is like, what do you want me to do about this? Yeah. So I want to hear your thoughts. I'm asking the questions. (laughs) What should I do? Well, you know, I I mean, let's, let's break it down a little bit. So I think about the teacher and there's some, definitely some learning curve there for the teacher. 
And when you sent me this email, it reminded me of my friend who is, who was a science teacher. And then she went on to be the executive director of the Gurian Institute for a time. She said before she knew about boys in her science classes, she taught eighth grade science. And of course, much like the art teacher, the students come into the class, she's got her lesson and her instruction at the beginning of class. And Mm -hmm. it's a lot of talking. Number one, our boys are checking out when it's all talk. Mm -hmm. And they're messing with the science equipment and much like Sam with the scissors out. And once she learned more about how boys are, she was able to realize that she was she needed to let them handle the equipment first. Hmm. Here's the beakers. Here's the whatever that you're going to be working with today. Get that tactile kinesthetic part out of the way first. And then they were more able and open to listen to her verbal instructions. That makes good sense. Just turning it around a little bit. So mm-hmm. for the art teacher, let them do, maybe they do a doodle first before at the beginning of class, before anything's even said. And then she can move into very short bits of instruction, not a lot of, I mean, as women, we do tend to go on and as evidenced by us on this podcast. I know, I know, (laughs) but, but that's why they're paying us the big bucks here. Yeah. Yeah. But for a teacher, you know, you've got this amazing lesson planned. I challenge teachers to pare it down. Can you write your instructions in three or four steps? Can you, she's the art teacher. Can she draw Mm. the instructions in three or four steps? Point to it, point to the next one, point to the next one. Ask, and then it can be a way to engage the class also in, well, what do you think this drawing represents? And what do you think then we need to do next? So turning it visual, Mm -hmm. not to be easy for her as the art teacher once she understands that oh all this verbal stuff is flooding our boys brains and of course they're going to be all those things she said disrespectful Mm -hmm. Mm non-compliant so that's that's the first thing that come came to mind and the second thing that came to mind was I, I continue to go back to our interview that we did with Catherine Reynolds-Lewis, mm-hmm. and I know you'll put that in the show notes, about the apprenticeship model and about how we can, how could that art teacher bring Sam into uh, problem solving? Let's resolve this. What can we do differently here? Rather than, I'm going to call your mom and you're going to tell her what happened. And you know, that part bothers me more now than it did when I got the email. And it's because I just listened to the message um, today. You and I talk about boys and shame, right? Yeah. What do you hope to accomplish by having a child who, listen, Sam knows when he screws up, they all do. What do you hope to accomplish by having him recite this in front of you? Why not at least give him the dignity 
of going home and then talking about it in the privacy and safe space of home. That part really bothered me. Yeah. I think reflecting that back to the teacher might be valuable in a kind Mm. and gentle way, but that shame piece is huge and she is not doing anything to build her relationship with Sam when she's doing that. And I know Sam well enough. That's the whole issue here. This relationship didn't get off to a great start when she came to the school a few years ago. Uh, She would make comments, and this is what she was referring to when Sam shared some of his feelings about not feeling mutual respect. When she came to the school, according to Sam, again, I'm not in the classroom at the time it happens, but she would make comments about how, you know, she had to redo everything and things were so disorganized and it's because of what the teachers before did. And to Sam, this sounded like disrespect of the teachers that came before and kind of a lack of respect for the school and who the students were and assumptions that things had been bad. And that just set him off. He, mm-hmm. he didn't feel like it, they started out in a good place. Mm-hmm. He didn't feel like they started out in a, wow, you guys are a great bunch of kids. This is a great school. Let's work together. Yeah. And that makes me think about human relationships. Human dynamics are so fascinating. And I know you and I love to talk about this kind of stuff and that whole piece around mutual respect. Mm-hmm. Adult child, there is a definitely a power differential there Mm -hmm. that is, you know, we want the teacher to be the authority, of course, but not the authoritarian. And again, it goes back to what Catherine Reynolds Lewis talked about around having an empathic conversation. What's going on for you, Sam? What's up? And he, he did say, you know, this isn't, this isn't working for me. I don't feel respected. And then it's, it's okay for the teacher to say her adult concerns. Mm-hmm. I need you to complete this lesson without disrupting the other students, whatever that might be. And then together you come to a mutually satisfying solution. And so what can that be? But you're working together to come up with that solution mm-hmm. rather than being the more punitive the teacher is to that student, and especially boys, man, you want to have them on your side or your life is going to be miserable. I think of the Chinese proverb that says, it is easiest to ride a horse in the direction it is already going. Yep. Oh my gosh, these boys are telling you what they need and Maybe you go, you know, you run around the track once before you come into art class or, or you have a free art day when they can explore different materials and it's not just here's the instruction. Right. And loosen up a little bit and work on the relationship because if, you, if you've missed that boat, in the beginning, and it sounds like they have, you know, she, and maybe it's something you could, could convey to her of, you know, you guys might've gotten off on the wrong foot and I'd really like to support you getting back on track with Sam. And here's some things that my boy enjoys. How could we weave that into art? Is that like too? Well, Janet, Here's an excerpt from the email last year from the same art teacher. All right. Last year, we made it all the way to like 
September 22nd before we got the first email from her this year. We didn't make it that far. Um, But it said, you know, the first two weeks I was absolutely impressed with Sam. But then, you know, blah, blah, blah. He ended up basically screwing around with his friends. Um, On Tuesday, he was sitting in a chair with his legs in a stool. He was flipping it and turning the stool with his legs and feet. I made eye contact with him and shook my head. He smiled and then slithered around on the floor. We talked about respectful listening, blah, blah, blah. Today, he sat with the same group of kids. He moved to the other side of the room and held a stool upside down in front of his face. He was giving me a goofy smile the whole time. I asked Sam to step into the hallway so I could finish giving instruction. Sam and I had a conversation about why he is making choices to do such strange things when it's time to be an attentive listener. Of course, that jumps out at me because I find that a strange choice of words. But what happened last year is, you know, first I thanked her for letting me know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I, I tried to help her know Sam better. And she already knew he was very mechanical minded. And I said, you know, he loves fixing things. He loves tools. And I said in an email to her, um, if you really want to get him engaged in art, giving him a chance to combine his interest, tools and stuff, with art. He'd get into making sculptures out of nuts and bolts, scrap wood, found materials, and he'd love to share what he knows regarding the safe use of tools with the class. And then I said, I understand that may not be possible in sixth grade. Uh And so basically that's what I got back. I simply do not have the tools and equipment necessary. And here's what we're doing instead. Okay. So she is very, you know, so here, and this is not unique to this art teacher. And if she's listening, forgive us, but, um, you know, we get in our tracks and curriculum is so tightly bound that teachers feel the pressure if they have to do these particular things. And so acknowledging that, okay. And yet it's an opportunity to help them come to, again, a mutually satisfying solution. Mm -hmm. And Sam will have to step it up a little bit. He may have to just agree to disagree and still manage to participate in class. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Babies need to eat. And whether you breastfeed or bottle feed, use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about Byheart Baby Formula. Byheart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk. And Byheart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula and proved that babies on Byheart have softer poops, less spit up, and easier digestion. Byheart is also the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider Byheart. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code ONBOYS at byheart.com. That's B Y. H-E-A-R-T dot com slash podcast. And it is 10% off your first order. Byheart.com slash podcast. This is a limited time offer and additional terms and conditions may apply. We all know that vitamins can help fill nutritional gaps in our diet. 
But a lot of us don't like to take vitamins because we don't like swallowing pills. How do you feel about that, Janet? There's some days that I look at my vitamins and go, yeah, I should take those. I'll do it later. But I'll tell you what's changed. I have gotten easy melt vitamins. I have the D3 and I have the B12s and a multivitamin. And I just pop them in my mouth and they dissolve. And I don't have to think about swallowing a vitamin. And you don't necessarily need water either to have on hand to get this big vitamin now. Yeah, no. And they taste good. And they're sugar-free. They melt quickly. The reason they melt is because of plants, not chemicals. Ah, plant-based nutrition. For a limited time only, you can receive a free, free three-month supply of Easy Melt Vitamin D3 with your first purchase. To claim your free D3, visit try.easymelts.com slash onboys. That's try, T-R-Y dot Easy Melts, E-Z-M-E-L-T-S dot com forward slash onboys. And what's it going to take for him to be able to do that? But also, hopefully, the teacher can move towards Sam, at least one step towards Sam. And and I really hope so, because when I talked to him about this most recent email, I fear that she may have inadvertently given him an option she didn't mean to give him, because he said that in the course of their conversation, she mentioned a student who spent almost all last year art class sitting alone in the office. Uh-oh. Sam is like, hmm. oh, hmm. office art class. Yeah. So yeah. at least the day I talked to him, he was considering that as a legitimate option. And his point is, I don't care if I fail this class. It's seventh grade art. And I kind of see his point. So here is my challenge as a parent. And I know so many other parents face this. How do I productively talk to my son and convey, I see where you're coming from. I support you. I know this isn't your thing without undermining the teacher at the same time. And we did talk about, you know, you have to show respect. You have to respect people. So I struggle with how to have these conversations and balance the respect and try in school with honoring his soul and who he is. I find respect such a tricky word. You know, we use that with our kids. We use that even with little kids of, oh, you're not, you're disrespectful. That's, um, you know, you're not being respectful. And yet it's kind of such a vague term. As adults, you know, we think we know what respect is. But can we break it down for our kids? Uh, what is respect? It's uh, bullying is another word that comes to mind that we have. Each of us has our own definition for bullying, our own definition for respect and disrespect. And so maybe that's an uh, avenue with Sam of just like, well, what is, you know, what is respect or what is the behavior? norm of an art class of a class period and come up with three things 
about him, not necessarily about the teacher, mm-hmm. but in a class, three behaviors that you can be responsible for. I like that. And see what he comes up with. Let him talk. Let him take the lead in that conversation. You might be surprised what he comes up with. And then you can totally go the next step and, well, put yourself in the teacher's shoes. What are three behaviors that would convey? Ooh, I like that. In, in a, you know, being in a, I mean, it's like you, you a dictionary definition, you want, don't want to use the word in the definition. So you want to kind of weave your way around respect, but, but it, it's really getting a concrete idea of what respect is. You know, I can see how this leads to conflict too, because Sam may or may not, I can't speak for him, he may or may not consider messing with scissors while somebody's talking disrespectful. But if the person talking does, it becomes that misunderstanding and then that escalates into a power struggle. So that that's an interesting avenue that I hadn't thought of, really talking about what does respect look like to you? What does respect look like to Mrs. Stortz? I would say, take it out of respect. What does respect look like to you? What does being in a classroom or like being that. in a learning situation look like? Mm-hmm. How do, for yourself and your classmates, mm-hmm. how do you have order rather than chaos? And, you know, the whole thing with the scissors, Jen, that is simply, he was probably already stressed. Yep. He needed an outlet for the yep. adrenaline rush that he was already experiencing, and he needed to move something and what was close at hand but his scissors. And I'm going to guess the scissors they have in seventh grade art class, we're not talking about dangerous weapons here. Right. I read that part of the email. I'm like, okay, so he's opening and closing his scissors. Was he like doing it near somebody's neck? Context matters in this case. And yeah. I'm only having that conversation with fellow adults. I'm, I'm not doing that sure, with him. Sure. Um, you know, the, the other angle that I always try and take with these things, I know that this art class is not a great fit for Sam. And I know that in the grand scheme of things, it's seventh grade art. But my goal for him, and I talked to him about this, I said, how are we going to get you through this class? Yeah. And uh, I wrote an article that just came out. I should share the link with you even. Yes. The article is for US News. And it's basically, if you have a son who is struggling in school, for whatever reason, could be art class, could be academically, don't fixate on the academics. Don't fixate on what's going wrong. So with Sam, I'm trying to talk about this and deal with it when it comes up while also not overemphasizing it and instead giving him plenty of time and space to do the things that are important to him. And for him, that is spending time working on the bike he's rehabbing in the garage. Okay. As you're saying that, this came to mind. Tell me if you think this might work with Sam. So imagining that art class is part of Fortnite. It's one of the levels that you have to get through in Fortnite. This is going to show my uh, uneducation about Fortnite. But it's like, how can, how can you take the situation, all the variables, mm-hmm. you know, the treasure is when the bell rings and class is over. I don't know. Get creative with it. But how can you put it into his language? Because we know... 
It's about self-regulation. How are you going to manage yourself to get through this uncomfortable, hate this class, don't like the subject, whatever it is. It's life, right? We're all going to have those hours. And just off the record, believe me, I'm having them with my sister in the storage unit right now. (laughs) You know, like we all have to have- Exactly. We all need to learn- how to deal with people that aren't a good fit for us and just get through them. Exactly. And so put it in the context of what he loves most, one of the things he loves most, as a Fortnite challenge. I mean, Janet, do you realize that the point in Fortnite is to kill everybody else and be the last (laughs) one standing? (laughs) So (laughs) I'm not sure that that's the best language here because he could definitely solve this Fortnite way, but... Um, the idea of kind of gamifying it and presenting it as a challenge has a lot of merit, I think. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Me in that way. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I thought it might be a bit of a stretch, but somehow it was working in my brain. I don't know. So when a parent gets an email or a phone call from a teacher, what are three things that they should, should do? What- Number one, breathe. Uh, Do not respond instantly. That can only go badly. Take overnight. Sleep on it. Do not be tempted to just dash off a quick reply so you can check that box and be done with it. I did wait over the weekend on this oh. one because I, I, I just knew I couldn't do it right then. So number one, breathe. Take some time with it. Try not to stew on it too much. I think what you said about putting it in the larger context of, you know, this is seventh grade art class and sure it's important and it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. So give it its merit, give it its size, but don't overblow it too much. Acknowledge the teacher. Teachers can't hear enough complimentary things from parents. So find something to compliment about and to also acknowledge, I know you have a lot of kids in your class. Mm -hmm. It's a rigorous schedule. All those things are fine to say over and over and then talk to your kiddo and come at it from the place of, hey, what's up? This is what I'm hearing. What's up? And let him talk. And, you know, Sam has a lot of feeling, obviously, about the situation. And so really spend some time having the conversation as much as he wants to, to kind of tease out maybe some larger kernels that might be helpful to to look at. For instance, what you said about the way they start, they got off on the wrong foot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So, wow, this is still happening. And recognizing it, sometimes just naming it is enough to dissipate the energy around it. And then once you've kind of done your your due diligence, then writing an email is one way to communicate with the teacher, recognizing that it can often be interpreted maybe not the way you meant it to be. Mm-hmm. I believe in conversation, face-to-face interaction, if it's possible to have a uh, you know, 15 or 20 minute meeting with the teacher. Age appropriately, bringing your boy in, as long as you feel like there can be a 
mutually respectful conversation and not a shaming mm-hmm, conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that I have had to learn is that I don't need to come up with the solution. Mm-hmm. I don't need to have an answer. So my approach for a lot of these has been to get the email, do the, you know, think, reflect, talk to my kid. And then I ultimately send an email or a message back and say, thank you for letting me know. We talked about it, talked about it with his dad, who also talked to him. Please continue to contact us with concerns because frankly, this problem isn't going to be neatly wrapped up and solved. This is not a sitcom. It is going to be a continuing issue in seventh grade. If he has to take art next year, it'll be an issue next year too. For me, taking that pressure off to come up with a solution, because sometimes I think I've taken these messages as, well, you're the parent, fix this. Right. I can't. You can't. And you can help him develop strategies for Mm -hmm. navigating sticky situations. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's practice. I mean, I'm 60 and I'm still practicing. I know that I am not the only parent of a boy who's gotten some interesting emails or phone calls from school. I would love to hear about some of the messages you guys have received. So please uh, put it in the comments, some of the most out there subject lines and sentences and messages you've gotten from your son's school. I would love to talk about those with you further. Thanks for joining On Boys. Real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.